Welcome to the Connected Podcast. This is Daryl, Lydia, Hannah, and Simon. We're four friends from the UK and beyond discussing how the Bible connects to life as a teen today. Stick around for banter, Bible talk, topics you want to hear about, people you can relate to, and plenty of random shenanigans. Real talk, though. We want you to be equipped with biblical truth and boldness to go out in the world and be grounded in your faith. And so in today's episode, we are kicking off our two-part series on parents um, and your relationship with parents. Um, And so we're going to start off with some pretty fun stories. Were your parents cool? Um, I'm sure we all have some fun ones about that, but let's start off with Lydia. Yeah, were my parents cool? Um, Looking back, I think yes. I love my parents. I am very thankful for the parents that God gave me. Um, There were some moments that I remember thinking my dad was just the coolest thing on earth. Um, And one of those moments, a few of those moments were when my dad owned a motorcycle. Um, He had one until actually just recently when he sold it, which was quite sad. But um, when I was in school, he would pick me up from school on his motorcycle. So he would come and he would bring me my leather jacket and my helmet. And I would just sling my backpack over. Yeah, just wear my backpack and get on and we would ride off into the sunset. And I just felt like the coolest human being um, with my dad and his motorcycle being picked up from school. But on the other side of things as well, there were moments where my dad, he really enjoyed embarrassing me. And I don't know if he did it on purpose. I'm sure some of them he did. But I remember one in particular where he was driving my friends and I home from school, not on his motorcycle since there was more than just one of us. We were in our minivan um, and my dad just decided that would be the perfectly appropriate time to start a sing-along and my friends and I were probably 16 at this stage and my dad just started to sing Jesus Loves Me just at the top of his lungs not even humming to himself just full-on belting Jesus loves me this I know and I will just tell you I wanted to I wanted to melt into my chair um, and I didn't know what to do and it was it was a moment and a half we'll just say that so if you're listening dad I love you thank you for raising me but that was not cool okay but like the motorcycle though that was real cool i wish my dad I, that. that motorcycle you can't it's hard to beat that i i will say yeah yeah i agree with you on that i'm not gonna lie but yeah um hannah how about you yeah i mean i think my parents were generally cool like i love them they're probably weird but like as a teenager i i i was embarrassed by them but i also like loved them and all my mom was always pretty cool because she's so short like she's four foot ten and like she's just feisty and cute and so like everybody always loved my mom um and she Mm. cooks really well so everybody always loved my mom um and then my dad like he was always cool because he was the janitor or you call it a caretaker over here of the school we went to and so I don't know why but that was that was just really cool everybody always knew us because of that um but then he could also be really embarrassing too, mainly because of something that wasn't even his fault. Like he was really hard of hearing because of just jobs he had when he was younger in the Navy and all of that. And so like he literally like can't hear anything sometimes. And so like we would have friends over and they'd be at the dinner table and be like telling us about like something that happened in their day or something like they went to the pool with their cousin Tom and my dad would be like, what you traveled to mars on a rocket ship or whatever and we'd be like (laughs) we'd be just like what (laughs) and like but like he literally couldn't hear and simon's laughing because he still does this like this is still 
conversations. It's like he doesn't, he can't hear it. And so he just kind of like fills in what he thinks it could be, which can be embarrassing sometimes. So, but I know it's not his fault and I love him anyways. So I love you, dad, if you're listening. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Dad's not understanding uh, things like that. Like, yeah, because your dad was hard of hearing. My one would have been just because he's Asian and you didn't really get what my, what my friends are saying. So you can imagine the stories there. Um, but Simon, how about you? Yeah, I would say, I would say my, I don't know if I would call my parents cool. Again, I think it was the country background, the traditional upbringing, but I really, I don't know, I think maybe idolized is a strong word, but um, particularly my dad, um, because I would say, and I still say this to Hannah, is that I'm pretty much who I am today because of dad, because he was, he was so good at so many things. He was so practical. He could fix anything. He could fix any car, any tractor, anything. He could pretty much do it all. And so I think that's why I kind of adored him so much when I was younger. Um, Things that maybe make him a little bit uncool. Well, normally his dress code, because he normally has the same dress code every day. We had this joke. He wore this navy blue uh, denim shirt every day because he... Uh, because he farmed and he used to be a builder, he just wore the same shirt. It wasn't the same shirt. He just had lots of the same shirt, the same color. He had like one for each day. And one of those hats with the trim, I can't remember the name of them, but you know the one with the wee rim goes the whole way around? Yeah, that was his dress code. A bucket hat. A what hat? A bucket hat. Sure, well, okay. But that was literally his dress code every single day. And so just one modern, recent, sorry, modern, one recent... uh, just dress code story that embarrasses him a little bit is he was recently on holidays and he was up visiting this old friend and he decided to take the bicycle and so what he did was he pulled his sandy colored socks up over his that were striped i believe up over his sandy colored trousers so he had one one sock pulled up and i see we have no video on this podcast or i'd show you this (laughs) so he had one pulled up and the other one obviously was just normal uh, and that was supposedly a safety feature so that he didn't catch his... And he did this with sandals on. Yes, well. sorry, and he wore sandals. Um, I bear in mind, this was in Northern Ireland that probably wasn't very warm or... Anyway, yeah. This is it. So he went cycling like that and then he came back and forgot to basically take his sock down again. So he's walking around the house with one sock pulled up over his pant leg and the other one down. And it was just that didn't bother him at all. Other Hide fun facts... Yeah, uh, other fun facts. I used to really like watching him eat his dinner because he had a unique way of eating his dinner. That's weird on my part. And he also liked milk and potatoes, just milk and potatoes, which is weird. So, But my dad, legend, great guy, uh, and adore him. So. Interesting food stories there. Um, yeah. But I think I may have had the coolest parents because they let me have a rat tail up until I was four now no okay they obviously didn't love you <laughs> wow <laughs> now okay whether or not it was cool or not you know i'll let you guys decide let you know let us know in the comments on the uh, on instagram but i i eventually cut it off because when i went to school it wasn't very cool because all the kids thought it was weird and so i cried and got it chopped off when i got back home but anyways okay, um, that's sad that was sad um a cool thing though is he randomly sends gifts like the the short videos that you send on on like messaging apps to my girlfriend every morning he doesn't even do that to me he like he might like her more just to clarify that gifts gifts 
not yes. gifs. GIFs. I'm not even saying that right. I think yes. Also, I'm making some people say gifs. Mm, gifs. No, so, so okay, I'm yeah. making my stance yeah. clear on this. All right, it's gifs, not gifs. If you think it's gifs, I don't know. Point is, you're it's wrong. It's a G, but not it's, a J. It's giraffe, not giraffe. <laughs> Hannah, get out. <laughs> Look, okay, we don't need your oldest sibling opinions. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways, so back on track. Um, so those are stories on how our parents are cool or maybe not slightly awkward. I'll let you guys decide. But on to really the next question, the next part, um, parental misunderstandings. I know that each and every one of us have at least had, you know, one story in our life. And if you haven't, then good for you. But um, let's share some of our stories. Lydia, how about, yeah, let's start off with you again. Yeah, so I shared this in the pilot episode, but I was really a goody two-shoes kind of a kid growing up. I really never purposely rebelled against my parents. Um, I wanted to make them happy, and if I knew that they were disappointed in me, I would just kind of shrivel up and be really sad. So, um, But that doesn't mean that I there weren't misunderstandings between us. I think the biggest thing was um, when I was 16 and I got my driver's license, because that's how old they have to be in the states you can yeah drive on your own at 16 um i forgot that at that stage i was not yet an adult um i i really my parents needed to know where i was going but i would just take the keys and just drive away without telling anybody and again i wasn't trying to be irresponsible or rebellious i just forgot that i was a kid um and so i would come home oh and i, w- I would forget to bring my cell phone was the other part of that story so I would just disappear and there would be no way to contact me. So you can imagine how that would add some stress to my parents' lives. Um, and I would come home and be like, I'm sorry. And kind of didn't really say how it was a big deal. Um, so that was a bit of a, a bit of a rough spot um, with me and my parents. And it was all my fault. I mean, I was just, yeah, irresponsible. Oh, Lydia, what a rebel. Anyways. Yeah, um, you know me. Yeah, just such a rebel. Hannah, as the oldest sibling, I'm sure you have some interesting stories. So uh, go ahead and tell us your one. Yes. No. So I was I was probably similar to Lydia in that I was never like a super rebellious child. I think it was mainly just because I'm such a people pleaser that I just, you know, it was my goal to please my parents. Um, but I did have a few moments. Like there was one and it was really just me being more of an idiot than anything. And my mom was like, you know, you're you're your pants and your trousers are kind of sagging and like me in my super defiant moment decided to pull J- sorry clarify pants to I the our uk trousers, listeners trousers. oh did you sorry yes, I, I did um youngest child not listening um i took my trousers <laughs> and i <laughs> pulled them up but i like overly pulled them up all the way like up my chest and everything and then proceeded to walk around Aldi, the grocery shop, like this. <laughs> and fair play to my mom. She didn't, like, get annoyed at me or anything. She's just like, if you want to walk around like an idiot, go for it. And so that was kind of me being like, stop telling me how to wear my clothes. But it just made me look dumb. Um, and then probably the other thing, like, they were generally really cool about, like, I think my parents did it really well in that once we kind of hit adulthood, they're like, your life is your life. You get to make your own decisions type thing. Like we're not going to like, we're not going to have, have rules for you in that sort of sense. I mean, obviously they didn't want me to go crazy, but, 
Um, so I went on holidays when I was like 18 with my best friend and we decided to get double ear piercings, Ooh, which I didn't think was that big of a deal. But when I came home, this was apparently the equivalent of me getting full body piercings and tattoos all across my body to my parents. And they just totally freaked out and thought I had just become this rebellious child. And I was just, I didn't handle it well because I was super confused and wasn't sure why they were reacting the way they did. And so that was a bit of a miscommunication that we figured out. But then my sister got a tattoo later. So, I mean, she's obviously way worse than I ever was. I just got another hole in my ear. So, you know. Throwing your sister under the bus. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) See, that's that's interesting, right? The whole concept of when you're 18, you're you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, see, that does not slide in Asian households. Absolutely not. And really, okay, that's, yeah, onto my story. Um, yeah, I mean, and this, again, my parents didn't mean harm in this. It's not necessarily their fault. They just didn't really know, um, any better, but yeah, a huge thing that happened when I was growing up was that I was given responsibilities that I shouldn't really have, like responsibilities a kid shouldn't have. Um, at about 16, when my, all my siblings had left the house and I was the only one left living with my parents, I was taking care of finances and checking up on bills and paying them with my parents' money, but basically managing finances, which is a lot of pressure on a kid at 16 when I'm, you know, busy trying to decide what game to play or what movie to see with my friends. I'm also trying to decide how to budget groceries for the family for the next month and how to pay for their electricity bill and whatnot. So that was pretty rough. Um, And also a huge thing is, you know, both my parents are Asian, um, they're Indonesian to be particular, but I grew up in the Middle East. You probably heard that in previous episodes. Um, and I went to a British school growing up for the most part. Um, and so I, you know, grew up at, in school being taught by, by British teachers with British friends. And so I came home and it was a whole different environment because my parents had their own Asian standards. And so we would clash on that pretty often. Um, but all in all, looking back at it, I don't regret what happened. Um, and it really shaped me for good to be who I am today. But yeah, Simon, how about your story? Yeah, I think mine's is probably kind of similar, actually, um, in terms of the cultural stuff. Obviously, I don't have an Asian background. I'm probably the furthest thing away from having an Asian culture that you could have here <laughs> on the podcast. Um, but mine's being probably a more traditional, you know, Northern Irish, British upbringing. Um, and I think that that brought a lot of benefits when, when we were younger uh, as kids, as siblings. Um, but I feel certainly looking back now in my teenage years so like kind of 15 16 plus and when I started getting my own thoughts on things and it's not that I became rebellious it's not that I necessarily disagreed with a lot of what my parents had raised me with and even my wider family circle had a lot of influence there as well I think it was just more a cultural thing uh, but like what Darla was saying because I think in our generation things were changing in and how we viewed certain things and I just think I was starting to come to a few different conclusions and maybe it wasn't necessarily that I believed different stuff it was just more I I had difference of opinion on how certain situations should be dealt with or something like that so hopefully that makes sense so it was more cultural uh, and just yeah life being a wee bit different for me than probably what it was for my parents growing up and so it was mainly traditional cultural differences. Um, and what that caused really was a lack of communication 
communication, um, which I think brought some some issues. Um, and there was still that striving as well within me to want to always please my parents as well because of how I was raised. So just a bit of conflict there. Um, but I would say overall, we resolved that fairly well, but it did bring some issues. Yeah, it's super interesting to, to hear about how culture and, you know, history and when you're raised and when you're born and whatnot really can change stuff and how we were raised um but yeah and so we've talked about cool stories or awkward stories about our parents we've talked about parents misunderstandings um and so you know what what what's a kid got to do in all this you know what what role do we have as as children and so you know getting into that and jumping into that topic um first question i have in mind is why do we need to obey and honor our parents my answer for that is because i have asian parents and i want to have a house to live in and I don't want to die. But anyways, um, Hannah, how about you get us into that? Well, for the rest of us who aren't Asian, I mean, we have the Bible to go to, so like we can... Look, okay, Asians have the Bible too, but you know, <laughs> anyways, continue. <laughs> but seriously, the Bible does have a lot to say about like why we should obey and honor our parents and kind of like the classic text that I'm sure if um, you're listening to this podcast and you're a Christian or have had a Christian upbringing at all, um, you would know this one is from Ephesians chapter six and it's verses one to three. And it says this, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And then verse two, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And then it tells us what that promise is. It says that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And when it's talking about that first commandment, it's um, talking a reference back um, to the Old Testament. Um, but what these verses are basically saying is that we need to honor our parents, first of all, because that's what God says to do. Like, that's the first reason, just straightforward. Why should we obey and honor them? Because God tells us to. But God also says, as a general principle in here, that children who obey their parents, when parents are living the way that God wants them to, because that's also in the context of these verses, if you look at verse 4, which we didn't read, um, but children who obey their parents are submitting to God's will for their lives and they're, and you're living the way that God has created you to live. So God says that it may go well with you because when we honor our parents, our lives go better generally because we'll avoid a lot of those sins and pitfalls. That's what parents are there for. They're there to help us and give us guidance. Um, and so this isn't a guarantee that your life is going to be perfect and smooth, but it does show how God has designed life to work. Um, it's kind of like if you think about the manual to anything, like maybe your phone or a car or something, and you use that according to the manual, then it's it's going to go better than if you did it, if you tried to just go off your own path there. Um, but yeah, so God's designed life to work in a certain way and we want to live according to God's design. So, because he says things will go better when we, when we do that. I just want to point out that whenever you learn to drive a car, you, you don't read the manual. It's just a silly point, but that's okay. The, all the rest you, is very good. It's the general principle, Simon. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You guys get a manual? I didn't get that with the camel. <laughs> Wow. You also don't go and take your car and drive it in the ocean, use it as a submarine, Simon. I think that's kind of the point yeah. that Hannah's trying to make here. And okay. if you put the wrong fuel in it, it's not going to go very well. Well, you might do that, but I wouldn't. <laughs> you use it according to the way it was designed to be used by the designer. 
and just just in the same way that God has designed our families um and the way that God designed family to work is is to to show who part of who he is to the world um, God created human beings to to be what's called image bearers. That means that we show who God is to to creation, to, especially to those who don't know Christ. And he's he does that through the family structure. And as children, when we obey our parents, we have the opportunity to show the world what it looks like when we, as children of God, obey and submit to God our Father. So think of it in that way as well, that even if your parents are annoying or you don't understand why they're asking you to do what they're asking you to do, when you obey them, then you have the opportunity to show the world that God is good and that he can be trusted. Because as we as we do that with our parents, then we're modeling what that looks like for us as children of God to obey God himself. And I think that's a really special privilege, an amazing blessing that God has given us as, as we relate to our parents. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's important though as well to just note at this point that, of course, there are times um, when your parents or even our parents, parents in general, can cross a line. And I think it's important for us to to state here at this point that um, if you feel that the, that your parents have crossed a line, and um, when we think about crossing the line, we're talking about um, some form of abuse, whether that's physical abuse, uh, verbal abuse, or any other type of abuse we would uh, state clearly to you now that you should seek help in those matters. Um, you should seek help um, professionally or you should at least speak to someone that you trust, whether that's another family member or a close friend. Um, it is not helpful for you um, or for anyone to stay in that kind of environment. And I think even in light of that, particularly in the last 18 months, maybe some of you have... Um, have run into those kind of issues so we would certainly encourage you to seek help in those situations um, but we will talk more about some of the practical details uh, of this next week yeah and so you know while our parents may fail and really because of sin nature in each and every one of us there will be times when they will um, but we need to remember that you know God is our father um, God is the perfect father and he will never fail and a verse that comes to mind with that is Psalm 27, verse 10, where it says, For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. And this was reading from the English Standard Version or the ESV. And so that pretty much wraps up um, most of our episode for today. And as usual, we're going to do a rapid fire section. If this is your first time listening, rapid fire, the rapid fire section is basically the time in the podcast episode where we have a fun question that each and every one of us answers. Um, or, you know, it's, it's something to get deeper into the topic or just a random thing to know more about our weirdness. Um, and so today's rapid fire question is, um, what are some times where we've covered for or thrown our siblings under the bus or stories of how they've messed with us? Let's start off with Hannah. So I think this one is actually different from the dry one of this episode that we did earlier, but I feel like it fits the bill maybe a wee bit better because when I was about three or four years old, my sister and I and my parents were out grocery shopping 
And I decided it would be fun to, and I don't, I was three, so don't judge me for this, to pretend like I was walking into the posts in the grocery shop. Like there's these different like posts that just were in random aisles. I guess there's support for the building, whatever. And I was pretending to walk into them and like bounce off and then like laugh like, oh, it's so funny, blah, blah, blah. But my sister Jen didn't realize I wasn't actually walking into the post. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> she, following my lead, decided to do the same thing. But she did it and had her tongue sticking out and didn't didn't not run into the post. She just went smack, like full into the post and like fell off, bit her tongue, was bleeding everywhere. And my parents were like, why were you doing that, Hannah? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she followed me like it's not my fault she didn't realize it was pretty bad but that just wait yeah aren't you the oldest sibling aren't you supposed to set the example what's up with all the other conversations you're like i'm the most responsible See, but this was me at three this was when i learned that lesson of the weight of oldest child you know Uh, yeah no there's no excuses that's (laughs) you that's on you no grace at all Anyways, that's my story. Enough with the oldest sibling stories, right? We all know that the youngest sibling stories are the most fun ones, and so uh, I'll, I'll I'll kick off the youngest siblings by telling my story. Um, now, this was when I was about maybe six or seven. It was back in Indonesia. We were on our way to our grandma's house, and in the car, I was messing with my brother. He is second in the birth order, so the middle child, um, and I was just messing with him because. He was, I think he was texting, texting his girlfriend or something in the car. So I was messing with his phone and like poking him and whatnot. Um, and we, we got, when we got to my grandma's house, I kept messing with him, but, um, things kind of settled, settled down and I ended up taking a nap on the couch. Now I wasn't expecting any sort of retribution or whatever, but my brother had a different plan. So he got some really super hot, um, chili peppers and crushed them up in his hand and rubbed them all over my face until I woke up and I was screaming and crying. I'm pretty sure I couldn't see out of my eyes for like a good couple hours. Um, And yeah, my grandma, when she found out, she ripped him a new one, um, rightfully so. Even though, I mean, okay, I I did kind of, I, I did kind of deserve it. You know, That's we're not going to talk about that. pretty harsh, like, chilies on the face. Like, I know. <laughs> right? Exactly. I don't know. See? You're being a youngest child there, picking on him. Look, Hannah, you're the oldest sibling. You can't say anything. Anyways, <laughs> so, next. Let's uh, let's start with Lydia. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, so, as as much as I try to keep this a secret, I am the youngest sibling as well. Um, and my older brother loved airsoft guns when he was the kid um and he was out in our back garden kind of shooting out into the trees and um kind of target practice and I was out there watching him and I just thought it'd be really fun if if I if I used my my drama skills and acted like he shot me um so I timed it perfectly you know he shot out into the woods and then I started screaming and crying like he had shot me point blank and ah why'd you do that and going on and on and my mum came out and she was just furious thinking that my brother had shot me for no reason and she was about to lay into him and and she was asking me I was going I didn't do it I didn't do it and I just carried on and on eventually I started to laugh and I couldn't keep up my act um so he didn't actually get in trouble but he nearly did um that was a that was a fun time 
Well, my story, he definitely, my eldest brother definitely did get in trouble. Um, oh yeah. So Sam had this really, who's the eldest in our family. So, um, yeah, he's four years older than me. But uh, he had this really annoying habit of flicking the back of my ear just randomly whenever. That's the worst. He it still is so does pa- this. Yeah, it's so painful. Yeah, he does it to my little sister now. So <laughs> totally calling him out now. Totally throwing him under the bus right now. <laughs> That's what he did. Um, so, but of course, I had a, a kind of defense mechanism, but it wasn't what I did. It was just that at that point, my grandmother lived with us, which was always so cool. And I was the favorite grandchild. <laughs> Uh, and so I knew that if I just cried enough or just went running to her, that she would run to my aid. And so that's normally what I did. If he annoyed me at all, I'd just go, Granny! I'd run to her. And she would just, like, imagine, where is he? <laughs> she would start chasing <laughs> after him. Down nice. And, yeah, he would, yeah, he would get corrected for his misdemeanors. And how we know that this stuck with Sam on how often I did this is that literally to this day he still reminds me of this so anytime we're home he'd be all do you remember whatever simon if i did anything simon would just go run to granny and he would do a whole you know reenact what would happen so yeah it was pretty funny so yeah um but most of the time i wasn't actually hurt but i just did it so that he would get punished (laughs) so yeah so yeah those are our rapid fire um answers and so you know we want you guys to be involved so make sure to head on over to our instagram page and answer that question yourself you know how have you covered for your siblings or thrown them under the bus or have any you know fun stories of how you mess with them um and so that's pretty much it for today's episode um make sure to check out part two of our talk about parents next week on monday where we'll talk about practical um examples and how we live representing christ as children And so thank you for listening to The Connected Podcast. We hope you enjoyed joining us for this week's episode. Tune in next time. We'll be dropping new episodes every Monday and Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if there are any other platforms you want us to be on, be sure to let us know on our Instagram account. And that is at connected.podcast. And this podcast is brought to you by Child Evangelism Fellowship of Britain. And so even though our opinions are our own and don't necessarily represent the organization or anyone or anything that we may mention. And so thank you for listening and see you next time.